Well, good morning, church. How y'all doing today? Here we are, every extrovert's dream. Come on, here we are. We're kicking off this great series called Sunday School, and over the next several weeks, seven weeks actually, we're going to be covering very typical Sunday School messages. Uh, Daniel in the lion's den, uh, the fiery furnace, Esther, Jesus feeding the 5,000. But I want to let you know that not every week we're going to be doing things quite like this. Don't say amen too loud. Not every week will be like this. Hey, next week, um, the kids and the adults will be hearing the same message. We'll just be in different rooms, that's all. But what we also have is we have this, what we call a doodle sheet. How many of y'all got yours on the way in? Okay, and you can, take, you can take notes here about what the message was about, the main scripture, things here, um, thoughts about the pastor, whatever you want to write on here. You can write really cool things all over your doodle sheet here. And we also have a really cool bag. We're going to be going through some things in here as we go. So don't be going in there yet, but we will be going, we will be getting to these things. And it's going to be super, super cool. But here's some rules. We got some, we got some house rules here. Number one, you got to be a good listener. Who can be a good listener today? Come on, there we go. How many of y'all can follow directions? <laughs> some of y'all... We're going to get to that. Come on. Yeah, some of that, that was by faith. I know you. Come on. And um, um, you have to raise your hand to speak. Yeah, unless it's a resounding amen. If you're going to give a resounding amen, you can just, you can let that go there. And uh, you got to be kind to others. How many of y'all can, no hitting, no biting, no scratching? Amen. Amen. There we go. And you got to do your best. How many of y'all can do your best for me today? Okay, here we go. Hey, before we get to the message, which is obviously on Noah in the big boat, we had something really cool happen this last week. And we believe here at Bridge City Church that we believe that one generation will testify to the next generation, which will talk to the next generation, which will talk to the next generation. We believe every generation is important. We believe that. Everybody has importance and every generation is important. And so we have a great, great ministry here at the church, Bridge City Students. We have awesome, awesome, over-the-top leaders of this. You should give them a big hand. They're always doing so great, Jared and Mary and Lindsay and the whole crew there. And um, a couple of them, uh, we had five students and three leaders go to a conference this week. So I'm going to have Mary come up here with Shyla. Come on up and... Um, I know there's a microphone somewhere. There we go. Thanks so much. Very good. And, um, and, and they had a, uh, a great time. It was a, it was a conference meant for more, no compromise. Uh, it was part of the network of churches we belong to. And there was, there was over 100 plus students there. And how many of you all know 100 plus students that gave up a couple, uh, three days to worship Jesus is a good thing. Come on, somebody. And so um, I'm going to let Mary just give a quick update on what happened, and then Shala's going to share as well. Yeah, thank you, Pastrick. Uh, so yeah, it was awesome. We went to Crown Point, Indiana, um, and it was just really good time. There was lots of different uh, messages and times for worship. Uh, one of the most powerful times, actually just telling Natalie this morning, was um, Pastor Chris from Louisiana preached on the garden and what the enemy, the serpent, does to us. And he talked about how some of us are distracted, some of us are deceived, and some of us are all out living in defeat. 
And so he gave the students, the teenagers, an opportunity to come forward and, you know, kind of stand in which bucket they found themselves in. Um, and then just leaders from all the churches got to come around who didn't know the students and just pray, you know, for healing from that distraction, for freedom from that distraction. And if they're living in defeat, you know, that, that God will redeem them from that. Um, and so we had students coming up to us like, that was the best prayer of my life, like best, best day ever. And um, so they definitely received a lot of freedom from, from defeat and distractions. Oh, well, so how, this is Shyla. <laughs> Yes, go Shyla. So Shyla, what was your favorite part of the conference? My favorite part of the conference was probably the last day. That day, the last session of the day, because in each day there's three sessions. The last session for an hour and a half, it was just straight worship and prayer. And, and um, like halfway through, um, everyone not everyone, but people that wanted to receive the Holy Spirit stood up. And so I stood up because I want to receive the Holy Spirit and, like, try to get the gift of tongues. So I stood up, and as soon as I stood up, I started speaking and praying in tongues. So I sat back down, and I started praying tongues over Mary and her headache, and um, Zach from White Oak, he had strep throat, and Abby, she um, was just throwing up. So I just started praying tongues over everyone there, and um, there's a person next to me. And I got this feeling, like, inside, like, I felt like I was going to throw up. And so, I, and it was just, like, pray for him. That's, like, I kept hearing that in my head over and over. And I went over, and I just asked him what was on his mind. And he said that he wants to, like, be saved because he feels like everyone around him, he's just, like, the outlier. So I prayed for him. And not even five minutes later, the pastor came up and said that, that not everyone received the gift of the, like, tongues and, like, everything like that. And... But their moment is, like, coming soon. So I just thought that was really cool that, like, what was on my head, like, got spoken by the pastor and everything was kind of related. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so it's just the, you know, for those who are saved in the room, but they, you know, haven't been, haven't experienced his fullness, haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and lots of our students received that. Um, I think there's someone else. Oh, so I wanted to ask you, what... Um, if you, you know, we have young people in the room, maybe your age, maybe a little younger, a little older, like, and they hear these things of, wow, people my age are being filled with the Holy Spirit and they're worshiping for an hour and a half. Like, how would you encourage them, you know, to grow with God if they're maybe not feeling like they can do that? I would encourage them to just be their self because it's better whenever, like, instead of trying to hide, like, um, the pastor there said, like, don't hide your tears. Like God wants to know every like He he holds He holds and keeps every tear that you cry, and He just wants to know like you love Him and He wants you to be yourself and not feel like you have to be this cover up person. Amen. Amen. Let's give them a big hand. Amen. And Charlie, you did great, and Mary, you did great standing up, looking at all these people and sharing. That's great. They can be scary, but we we did it. Come on. Okay, here we go. Noah and the big boat. Here we go. We're going to have fun. We're going to dive into Genesis chapter 6. And then we're going to go to chapter 7 and chapter 8 and chapter 9. It's going to be really good. And so here we go, Noah. How many of y'all ever, uh, how many of y'all obey your parents? How many kids, how many of y'all obey your parents? Anybody here obey their parents? Come on, there we go. How many of y'all obey your teachers? How many of y'all obey your pastor? Yeah, okay. 
Yeah. How many of you ever heard about Noah? Have you heard about Noah? I mean, when you're starting Sunday school series, you got to kind of start with Noah. I mean, you got to do the arky arky deal. Come on. And uh, if you didn't, if you didn't fully participate, you're going to have one more chance. Okay. And if you fully participate, you get hamburgers and hot dogs at the end. Wow. There was a response. Come on. There we go. Come on. There we go. So here's the big idea. Every person can obey God resulting in three benefits. Every person can obey God resulting in three benefits. The protection, the provision, and the promises of God. How many of y'all believe that every person can obey God? I believe that. I believe every person can. That's right. And we, and you and I can experience the protection, provision, and promises of God. So as we, as we launch here, let's go right to our memory verse. In our memory verse today, and listen, you're going to get a memory verse here, Genesis 6.22. You can see it on the screen. Everybody see it on the screen. Here it is together. We're going to all say this out loud. Are you ready? So Noah, exactly as God had commanded him, Genesis 6. 22. Here's the big idea. Uh, like Noah was known as somebody who obeyed God. Actually, actually in seven verse, in chapter seven, verse five, it also says that he did everything God commanded him. How many of us would love that to be said of us? That I did everything God asked me to do. I mean, yeah, we want the favor of God, we want the grace of God, we want the provision of God, right? But listen, I want, I want to, wouldn't that be great to say, everything God asked me to do, I did. That's what obedience is. Here, so who is this Noah guy? In, in, in Genesis 6, verse 9, this is the account of Noah and his family. And he was a righteous man, and, and, and the only blameless person living on the earth at this time. And he walked in close fellowship with God. And he had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Listen, and he obeyed. Wouldn't this be great if everybody knew where we lived and said, those people obey God. They have fellowship with God. Isn't this what we all want? This is what we all want for our lives. But the key to that is obedience and obedience to God. So in Noah's time, what happened was is he sent this floody, floody. Okay? Now there's this floody, floody thing here. So why did God send the flood? In, in verse 11, God saw that the earth had been corrupt and filled with violence, and God observed all the corruption, for everyone on earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I've decided to destroy all living creatures, and, and I'm going to wipe them out. Now, how bad would it have been? Now, like you live in the same world I live in, right? And there's some pretty bad stuff that happens. How bad could it have possibly been? That God at this time said, I'm going to wipe everybody out and start over. Now listen, I, listen, think about that. I think it would have to be really, really bad. I think the corruption and the sin and, and the, the, the rampant the destruction would have to be so great for God to get to this point. But I'm so glad God found a righteous man in Noah. Do you know what God's still looking for today? He's still looking for people just like you and me that will obey him and follow him Amen. in the simple things. He's still looking for this. In a corrupt world, God's still looking for people that will, be, that will obey him and follow him in the simple things. 
That's what he's still looking for. He's looking for people like you and me. So what did God ask Noah to do? He asked him to build a large boat. So, so listen, in the midst of destruction, in the midst of corruption, because Noah obeyed, God said, okay, if you'll build this big boat, okay, which was a, a huge ark. I mean, it's the, it would have been the biggest thing ever built up until actually the mid-1800s. It was the biggest, biggest structure like this ever. And, and so, so he asked him to build this boat. So the first thing he says as he obeyed, and, and God told him to build the, the boat in the middle of a dry land where there's really no trees and there's a good chance he never saw rain. That would take faith. No, literally, you go do something that you've, you, 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 where am I going to get the trees? Well, I don't even know what I'm building. I mean, like, I don't have any idea what I'm doing, but God says, I want you to obey and do this even when you don't understand. Because God wants us to obey even when we don't understand. That's what he wants from us. You still taking notes? Come on, it might get good. So it took roughly, nobody knows exactly, roughly 55 to 75 years to build this boat. He, this, this, is, this is how he did it. He had, he had to go out here. See, sometimes kids, where's my kids out there? Where's my big kids out there? Sometimes you're asked to do something you don't fully understand, but you have to obey anyhow. Sometimes we're all asked to do things we don't understand but we don't fully understand. God says, go, go build a boat. That's good. What's rain? Then he told him to go, and, and he said, and it was built of cypress wood. That's the proper name, but it was called gopher wood. Now, we were studying this this week, and somebody in this, in this auditorium, I'm not going to name them, they came up with a definition. It was called gopher wood, and they came up with, why was it called gopher wood? Because Noah had three sons, he said, hey, Shem, Ham, Japheth, I want you to go for some wood. <laughs> if you can figure out who said that in the, in the midst of everybody, you get two hamburgers today, okay? Come on. Go for some wood. Because they had to go a long way for wood. It wasn't like, and he had, to, he had to design everything and hear God every step of the way. And God still wants people like you and me to obey him in the simple thing because it'll lead to his protection. That's what it is, his protection. And so here's the memory verse again, Genesis 6.23. Here we go, say it out loud with me, here we go. So Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him. There it is. He did everything exactly, and he got the protection. He was a righteous man, had the favor of God. But because he obeyed, he got the provision of God. In, in Genesis chapter 7, that very day Noah had gone into the boat with his wife and his sons and their wives, and they took a whole bunch of animals with them. Check this out. Animals were everywhere. God had to bring the animals. Nowhere do you see that Noah had to go out and get all the animals. The an God brought them to him. See, when you, we step out in obedience, God's going to bring you what you need. When you're in obedience to what he asks you to do, he'll bring it to you. So you can decide to go get the animals on your own, or you can allow God to bring them to you. Come on, somebody. 
See, that takes real faith here. And so they took all these animals and, and, and two by two, and they're going in, and, 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 and there's a provision from God. They had, to, they had to have food. How long was Noah in the ark? It said it rained 40 days and 40 nights, but he was actually in the ark for over a year. See, the rest of the story is it rained for 40 days, 40 nights, 100%. But he was in because the waters had to recede and the winds had to come and there was, and there was all these other things. But he was in there for over a year, so he had to have provision. And I want to tell you that the self-constraint that Noah had was awesome. Because he had the opportunity to eat steak every day, and he didn't. He left it for you and me. We're, listen, when you eat hamburger today, you ought to thank Noah. Come on. Because he could have wiped it all out right there. Come on, things you don't think about. Come on. Not just that, the provision, the San Diego Zoo, they did a study at one time. And they said, for all these animals, for a whole year, how much manure would they have to shovel? 800 tons. Could you imagine shoveling all that? But the last thing that Noah provide, that God provided Noah, you're going to want to write this one down, was he provided a wife to go along with it all. Come on, somebody. You ought to give God a big hand for that. Hundreds of years. Noah was 600. That means hundreds of years before that, Noah provided the right woman that was going to be at the right time at the right place for him. Come on, somebody. But not just that, the last thing that Noah had was a promise. We all know that when it all ended there, he got the promise of God. It was found in a rainbow, and the rainbow was a symbol of the promises of God. That's what it was. And I want to say unashamedly and unapologetically right now that the rainbow's being used to mock God right now in our culture. But it was originally designed for a promise of God for those who obey him. It was originally for a promise of God to those who obey him and know that there will be eternal judgment. God did not remove all judgment. There will be a day that we all stand before God. That's right, you and me, we will all stand before God. And what we will take before God is our obedience to him. So the rainbow was meant to mark what, that this moment in time, God has a promise, not a license for us to do whatever we want. And so the promises of God are, are great, and they're amen, and they're awesome, and they're wonderful. So what do we get when we obey God? There's three benefits. Number one, we get protection. Number two, we get provision. And number three, we get the promises of God. Did you write all those down? You're going to put that on your refrigerator when you get home. I'm telling you right now. That's what we're going to do. Now, all of you who listened and you took notes in your bag, there was a snack. Now, there's going, to be, there's going to be food later, but if you were good, you can, you can, you can have a little snack right now. It's going, to, it's going to hold you over for the next 30 minutes. We've got about 30 minutes till we get to, get to food time. So you've got a little, little animal cracker. Just take a little nibble. Don't tell me how thirsty you are. There's no drinks in here right now. Okay? There's no drinks. Okay? You're not, you're not leaving for a drink. Okay? Okay? But there's obedience to God. So here, let's look at that memory verse one more time. As, um, as Ashley come, makes, starts to make her way up here. Memory verse time, memory verse time. Here we go. Here we go. Genesis 6, 22. Now that you've got animal crackers in your mouth. 
We're all gonna say this out loud together. Here we go. So Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded. Genesis. Hey, we are so awesome blessed to have the, like some of the greatest ministers to our children on the planet. And in a little bit, you're gonna hear how you too can, be, can get one of these cool t-shirts and become a minister of the gospel. And you can plant seeds that will grow mighty oaks in the future. Because we're, not, we're, we're here because we're, we're, we're gonna prevent problems. We're not just gonna repair problems. That's what we're gonna do. And so Ashley is our, uh, our campus administrator for our kids' ministry. Take it away. Let's give her a big hand. Come on, let's participate together. <laughs>